I've, I've took one to my mum's before when we sat out in the sun and she had a little proper lager and I sat there with my non-alcoholic beer and I, I, I was totally content with it. You know, I've enjoyed it and I've not missed it. I'm more focused. I'm more, I just feel on it. It's hard for me to explain, but I'm on it. And those of you that know me know that I'm always on it, but now I've just gone up a gear. Alcohol is just not important to me anymore. It just isn't. I can't afford to jeopardize my business and my goals and my effectiveness of my time. I just cannot afford that. Two days, two days, right? I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm actually excited. I am like a charged animal every single day, ready to go, ready to rock and roll. What's next? Okay, what are we doing next? How can we, how can we improve? What are we doing? Whose lives are we changing? What are we actually going to do to make a difference and to grow? Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast with your solo host today, myself, Helen Williams, and this, I believe, is episode 088. We are on the countdown for the 100th episode. I believe that's going to be sometime uh, in December, mid-December, I think, so um, need to get planning that one. Note to self there. This podcast episode, I wanted to come on and just share a couple of... uh, updates and justifications over some recent decisions that I've been making in my own personal life and lifestyle and how this is um, really fundamentally impactful on the business and my business goals and the effectiveness of everything that I'm doing. And it's really important, I believe, to um, share this with you uh, because obviously this is what we look at with you all you know with everybody that is looking to improve everybody that's looking to strive and achieve more we look at you know what you're doing what you're not doing um what you need to be doing uh what you need to be aware of um because everything that we do in terms of um achievements um and attainment is down to optimization And basically, to cut a very long story short, I have cut alcohol out of my life um, for the the last couple of months. And obviously, uh, a couple of episodes ago, Lauren shared her journey through um, a thousand days of no alcohol. And that's still ongoing, you know, that's, that's ingrained within her now, even though she always says, you know, I've not gone Tito, or, you know, it's possibly not forever, and all of that. And it's fine, like, it's personal decisions here. Uh, and nobody um, has the right to judge anyone on anything like this. Um, but I just decided that this year has been very different for, you know, a number of reasons, lockdown being one of them been very different for me on a personal level with a lot of change and impact and 
I just decided that something had to change because I've shared the humongous goals that I have for myself, the business, the brand, and the growth strategy that we have. And it was time for me personally to level up. And I'm always looking at improvements and improvisation and effectiveness and optimization. And I need to be doing that the same way as I'm expecting my clients and the people around us who are working with and employing HEW through. So I made the decision to take alcohol out of the, uh, out of the equation. <laughs> this has been um, interesting, to say the least, of um, other people's amusement by it. Because in the past, <laughs> I have been known for always being up for a good time. And don't get me wrong, that hasn't changed. I still know how to have fun. It just changes. Um, but, you know, I've been, I, I've been a bit of a party animal in the past as well. And again, like you're drinking and the culture around it all just becomes part of the norm. And because of lockdown, that norm has changed anyway. And I was one of these people in lockdown, I reckon that... You either went one way or the other and you're either drinking it like after your cornflakes and just thinking, well, sorry, I've got no work and I'm furloughed, uh, I've got nothing to do, I've got nowhere to go, nobody to see, that kind of thing. Um, oh, and you needed to perfect your TikTok videos, so you needed a few gins for that to get you through and to build that confidence up in front of camera. Um, not at all am I being sarcastic there. <laughs> sorry couldn't resist but yeah you either went that way or you went the other way in terms of you, you didn't really touch it and you had things to to focus on and I was the latter HEW has never been busier and it's fantastic that more and more people now are waking up to the fact of how vitally important your personal development is and your mindset training is and your coaching. And it's fantastic, you know, that we're involved in more and more people's journeys. Sad that it had to take a, a, a pandemic to ignite that fact, but not to worry. All the same, it's been an absolute pleasure. But we've been, we've been incredibly, incredibly busy. And I've barely drank. My focus has been fantastic. I've been working anything from, from 12 to 19 hour days. And that's not a, a badge of, of honour. That's just the truth. Um, so alcohol didn't really come into it. it I, I didn't have a place for it. And my last night out, so an out-out night, uh, was in my birthday, on my birthday, sorry, in London at the beginning of March. Um, very, very lucky and fortunate to get there. Uh, which I was thrilled about because we'd got tickets for the theatre to see Pretty Woman. Um, and those of you that know me knows my absolute undying love for Pretty Woman. Um, so I would have been devastated if we couldn't have gone. Uh, but we did and I went and I had a great time. And, you know, that was that all consisted of a beautiful uh, early March summer style day spring, obviously, but beautiful sunshine. So it was cocktails out on the roof terrace. I had champagne in the, the Ned down in the vault with my friend and then also had my favourite red with um, a steak at Gaucho. So all of my favourite things and all of the usual, all of the classic favourites and it just went down swimmingly. I've not wanted it or needed it or had any place for any of that since then. So it's that six months on 
And obviously, as I said, life's changed somewhat in that time. You know, business has grown and it's growing, evolving by the day. Social scenes aren't as apparent. You know, you can't just go out. There, there aren't the same, it's different now. Now things have relaxed a little bit, but I'm okay with all of that. I'm absolutely okay with all of it. But the main reason why I undertook this challenge that I set myself, I didn't discuss it or disclose it with anyone, but I undertook my first challenge to remove alcohol for a given period of time. I've not even actually set it, which is a little bit kind of pathetic for me, I guess. But I just knew that I just knew that I was going to just give this a go and it was a new thing. I think that's why I didn't discuss it with anyone. I just cracked on with it. And it wasn't until about 10 days in that I, that I then shared it. But yeah, I started off and then I got to 10 days and, and so forth. Started discussing it. And then I set myself 30 days. I've not even got to 30 days and I'm like, I, I'd worked it out by that point where I knew where I was having some time off. Um, and I'd taken a few days off out at the spa. Um, and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to take it to 50 days. And then I can enjoy a glass of wine while I'm out on my little jolly holidays. So that, that was that, basically. And the reason why I did that and the reason why I undertook this challenge is because I've struggled to sleep. I can't remember the last time where I had consecutive nights of good quality sleep. And I've, I've said how much I work and it's not a badge of honour. And you might think, well, you're working too much and that's the reason why. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I know it's all psychological with all of this, right? And I know that I've gone through a lot of emotional ups and downs and, like, the personal stuff that's been going on and I've been dealing with all of that. But this has been going on for, for months and months. It's really impacted my sleep. So I'm like, mm, okay, process of elimination. I do everything else right. I exercise, I journal. I've tried everything. I chamomile tea, lavender, hot baths, candles. Getting, um, I've been working um, on... Um, different factors through sleep coaches on webinars and their books and you know taking their tips and advice um, for anybody who hasn't um, or who does struggle with their sleep check out Nick Little Hales uh, he's a sleep coach follow him on Instagram or check his book out on Amazon Audible um, and check that out because there's a few tips on there that I have been really really implementing and you know getting into the flow of um, namingly so the 90 minute cycles and then the um, the CRPs which is uh, it's basically uh, controlled rest periods um, which I'm a huge fan of and thank you Nick for telling me that it you know I'm not I'm not weak I'm not pathetic for wanting a nana nap in the afternoon and um, my doctor when I've been to, to the doctors years back with this because this has been an ongoing thing for me since university is if I've got anything of a, of a big impactful thing going on work exams family life you know emotional turmoil anything it, it impacts my sleep and that's where it always shows up and the doctor said to me uh, that I shouldn't be wanting to sleep in the afternoon it's like mm, well you revert back to being a three-year-old don't you if you don't get a, a good night's sleep you want that extra top up in the day and it you know it's, a, it's the same principle and I'm, I'm all for it so thank you Nick for giving that permission I am all over it and I shall not apologize for it at all um, but yeah I know it's all psychological I've tried everything so the chamomile tea and all of that jazz it's kind of like it's just fancy isn't it it's just um it's just a nice thing to do um but i've tried it and you know i've looked at the temperature in my room there's nothing in my room um like clutter or anything like that it's very very plain very very simple 
so yeah, it's, I just got to that stage where I'm like, process of elimination, what else can I do to improve the situation and give myself the best opportunity? And I was like, you know what? Alcohol affects you when you sleep. And, you know, I've not drunk much at all in lockdown. But I just thought, let's just remove it from the the, uh, equation and see how we get on. Um, My worst habit for sleep patterns and all of that, and Lauren will shout at me for this because she's always on at me for it, is the blue light from the mobile. Um, And I confess to this, right? I, I really do confess to it. I mean, maybe I could be a lot stricter at that and bring the gin back into my life, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm not a messing. Um, the blue light can't go. I just need to be more disciplined with it. Um, obviously, the mobile can't go. Communication can't go. I am on it. I've told you before, like, I have an overactive mind. If I wake up in the night at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, what's the first thing on my mind? H-E-W, like, I live and breathe it. I live and breathe business. I live and breathe this brand. I live and breathe um, everything that I'm dealing with, with clients, with, um, you know, what me and Lauren are doing. Just absolutely everything. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But it also, I'm quite well aware that it, it, you know, it feeds into something that's not allowing me to switch off. So, as with anything, I will give it a go. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, backwards at coming forwards and I'll give anything a go. I'll try anything within reason as well. But this alcohol game, I just thought, you know what, let's give it a go. 50 days. I didn't miss it at all. I really, really didn't miss it. Um, What I have uh, established is two or three nice brands of non-alcoholic beers. I don't get any, I don't get any, um, uh, kickbacks from mentioning who they are, so I, I don't really have to. But Peroni is one, Brewdog, and uh, Bud, Budweiser actually. Surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, all of those three, I'm, I'm quite content having a, a non-alcoholic beer. If I just fancied it, as though you were just going to grab a gin and tonic or something on an evening or a, 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 I've, I've took one to my mum's before when we sat out in the sun and she had a little proper lager and I sat there with my non-alcoholic beer and I, I, I was totally content with it you know I've enjoyed it and I've not missed it I do need to um I do need to give the the seed lip gin gin seed lip gin a go see I don't even need a drink and I can't speak <laughs> but yeah I'll give that a go but I'm, I'm I'm convinced that the wine is not going to be anything like my favorite um grapes you know it's not it's not just not going to cut it for a chateau neuf de pat or a, a pinot noir or a nice crisp sunset it's just not going to cut it so i'm not even going there so i just let myself be disappointed so i'll stick to uh, i'll stick to the tonic water i'll stick to the uh non-alcoholic beers and that's me done but the benefits what's the point in doing all of this if we don't know you know what how it's going to benefit us and the benefits that i've had have been amazing has it been sleep related? No, unfortunately not. I can't say that the alcohol and cutting out alcohol out of my system has helped my sleep at all, I'm afraid. Um, I've had marginal, marginal improvements. 
um, across the board because I've been monitoring everything like a hawk um, from heart rate to um, time in bed to deep sleep, the RAM, like every, and my CRPs during the day, everything. I've monitored everything. Um, but it's not necessarily improved that. But benefits, I've wrote a couple down here actually, so let me just refer to them. Uh, clearer complexion, my skin, my face is just a lot brighter and clearer and, and plumper. I was saying to my mum, it's as though I've had like a, a few facials and I've not. I feel calmer in myself. Uh, not that I've ever been like an agitated, anxious person, but I've just felt that different level of flow state without sounding woo on that respect. But, you know, the calmness and how you conduct yourself is everything. Um, and even under all this pressure, business-wise, expectations, delivering for clients, you know, taking on board more clients than we ever have done, and everything else then that I've been dealing with behind the scenes, for me to be calm and be able to just keep showing up and delivering day to day has been a game changer for me um, because it's just allowed me to just continue and, you know, keep things with a lid on it. And it's that's just been amazing. Um, less brain fog. I've always struggled or I've said that I've struggled for a long time about brain fog and I always put it down to endometriosis, which is another thing which I'm going to come on to. Um, I have shared with you in the past on some previous podcasts and videos and different things and some of my clients will know this. I suffer from a condition called endometriosis. I'm not going to go into uh, the ins and outs of it. Essentially, it's a, it's a woman's condition. There's no, um, there's no cure for it. It's a condition that I've had since, you know, the day that... Um, changes a female's life forever uh, since I've been in teenagers crawling the walls in pain and it's just been horrendous you know I've been operated on for it um, just to kind of alleviate some of the symptoms but I've always associated with brain brain fog with this you know when you really you probably don't some of you may um, when you're really tired and you just feel like you're fudging your way through a day I really struggle with this fog that just comes over me where I'm just like, what is happening in my uh, brain and what is coming out of my mouth are two totally different things. And anyway, that's, that has cleared quite a lot significantly. It's just lifted that. On the endometriosis front, just for me to just say, is I have actually experienced less pain on all of this by not having the alcohol. And we all know that alcohol is, is an inflammatory, right? And, I, you know, I've spent, I've spent money with top nutritionist before so I'm going to say I never realized it but I think that would be utter bullshit I think actually I, I, I did and I'm going to own it and say that I chose to ignore the fact that alcohol could have been this impactful on my body um, and that it can be such an inflammatory um, and I chose to ignore that fact which is stupid because you know I've eliminated other things like I, I don't have I don't have milk I don't have soy all sorts of different things. I've, I've, I've had different stints where I've not been on gluten, I've not been on caffeine, just different things. But alcohol, I've never, I have took like days off and stints off at doing like 30 days and things like that. And I've had time off of medication and stuff in the past. Uh, and when I've had to, when I've been in hospital and things, but I've chose not to. Let's just, let's not beat around the bush. I've chose to ignore it and just think the occasional glass of my beloved red um, would be absolutely fine for me and actually I've realized that it's eliminated a hell of a lot of inflammation so therefore I've not even experienced the pain like that's insane 
to say that I was then spending time and money for private healthcare to go and get operated on to try and get rid of some of this pain but then the alcohol just removing that can do that for me bonkers so anyway um i've been a lot happier i've um it, you know you've got an increase in in the cash flow because you're not spending money on wine yes this is marginal at this time because you know nobody's really going out partying on a on a weekend but I've noticed that even on my grocery shopping, like going to Sainsbury's and stuff, you know, you're not putting 10, 12 pound bottles of wine into your basket, you know, so it, it does, it does show up. I'm, you know, I'm more focused, I'm more, I just feel on it. It's hard for me to explain, but I'm on it. And those of you that know me know that I'm always on it, but now I've just gone up a gear. It's just weird, but gone up a gear, but not in an agitated manner, in a calmer manner but upper gear. It's like I've gone into this cruise control. It's, it's, it's amazing and it feels so good. What I will say there is a downside to it all is I've craved more sweet things and I've craved more chocolate, which is unlike me because if you would have said to me, Helen, you've got a choice of um, a slice of chocolate cake or a glass of red wine, a good quality red wine, what would you go for? And I would always, always choose the red, but now I, 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 I think I'm going to be opting for the sweet stuff and the chocolate, to be fair. Um, so yeah, I got to that 50 days and I broke my fast on my spa as I, uh, as I planned on doing so with an absolutely amazing, cold, crisp rosé from the Provence uh, in the south of France. It had to be this one because that I chose off the menu because I've, yeah, I've even been to this vineyard. Um, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, I am having you, my friend. We are getting reacquainted again. It tasted fabulous. I'm not going to lie. It did taste fabulous, but I, I felt high after half a glass. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It was just, I was just sat there on my own drinking this rosé. And I was like, I, I felt as though if I'd have continued, it would have been steaming. Um, but I didn't. It was just really nice and civilized and enjoyable, and I, I enjoyed it what it, what it was uh, what it was for. Then I did have my big blowout. Okay, so I went out as planned with my sister-in-law. It took me two days to recover. Two freaking days. Okay, what great fun it was. But I just knew this. Um, I just knew this was a feeling that I had to recreate for myself and actually go through it to then make the decision of what is more important at this most pivotal point of my life and my business, right? So alcohol is just not important to me anymore. It just isn't. I can't afford to jeopardize my business and my goals and my effectiveness of my time. I just cannot afford that. Two days, two days, right? And I've just been saying about having three or four days off to go and enjoy some spa time and, you know, time out. And that I'm stepping away from business, and that was a big thing for me. Then, I, then it took me two days to get over a freaking hangover. One of those days, I was working, but I weren't as effective. But it's like, hang on. So you feel you feel like it's a big decision to take time off for a holiday and time out that you more than deserve. But then there's a hangover period that you've got to give yourself a bit of contingency net for. I'm just like, nah, this is, this is shit. This is utter, like, bullshit. And it has, no, it has no place for me anymore. So there it was. I made my next decision. So my next 
challenge is 90 days. Um, so I'm committing to 90 days. I'm, I'm already at time of recording. I'm on my 11th day. Um, so it takes me up to the first week in December. Um, so this this challenge, the 50 days, then the little break and, and having that taste for it again, having that blowout, having that understanding of being on your knees, being pathetic, being hungover, looking for the carbs, looking for the like the pity and the like the shit feeling. Um, I'm just like, nah. You know, it was time to divide and conquer. It was time to divide and conquer for me. Reviewing what is important, and here's the thing, right? These are what we sit down. These are the principles what we sit down with with clients when people come to us and they say, right, I want to, I want to step up. You know, I've got to do this. I've got these goals and these visions that I want to, that I want to, you know, make apparent in life. So for me, it was reviewing what's important to me, and it was evident that alcohol just isn't, and my goals are. Okay, what is constructive and deconstructive to me? Okay, constructive nature was, you know, keeping keeping myself um, prime, keeping myself fit, keeping myself clear, focused, having that drive, having that calmness, having that that get up and go. The destruction came from all of what the alcohol was giving, which was kind of a bit of like the anxiousness and uh, the hangover and the the just. The lack of effectiveness, it is just unreal. Even on a day-to-day -day basis, right, where you can have one or two glasses of wine on a night and then you just think, oh, it's not a lot, it's just an occasional one. And I've done it, you know, held my hands up to it. Even in lockdown, just, it could just be one gin and tonic or one glass of wine. I knew the next day that I'd had that. You know, you're not hungover, of course you're not. You know, you're not hungover crawling on your knees, begging somebody to bring you a Big Mac meal. You, of course you're not on one glass, but you knew that it had dropped your performance levels. I did. Unless it just affects me differently. I did, massively. And I've noticed the difference on the other side of the coin, where I say, right, take it out and let's look at you on, on the next day. And I'm just, just a different beast. Beast all the same, but just a different... Just a different type of one. Um, so yeah, look at what is constructive and deconstructive to you. You know, I wanted to look at what will help me achieve my huge goals and what's going to take, or what's going to take me further away from it. So quantify what is working towards your goals and what's taking you further away from it. Um, and I just have to keep pushing every day. It's just within my nature to push, to push, to push and make things happen. So therefore, it's quite contradictory. If I'm going to take a choice of something that seems good, seems sexy, it seems appealing to have like a, a nice lush drink somewhere or uh, crack open a bottle or hear the, the fizz on the champagne go or whatever it is, I had to make that decision of, is that really being constructive or is it taking me further away? And it's taking me further away. It's not saying that you can't have a good time, but I, the alcohol just doesn't have a place, as I've said. Um, it's just not got that appeal to me anymore. Right now, anyway, it just doesn't have that appeal. My mindset has, you know, that has the appeal. My goals have, that has the appeal. My health, my fitness, my well-being, my clarity, all of that has the appeal. The alcohol, the hangover, and the kind of shitty feeling and the, the less than average effectiveness doesn't have the appeal. Okay, um, I'm actually excited. I'm, I'm actually excited. I am like a charged animal 
every single day ready to go ready to rock and roll what's next okay what we're we doing next how can we how can we improve what we're we doing whose lives are we changing what are we actually going to do to make a difference and to grow and this is you know this is what i am wired like and this is just you know the alcohol out of the equation now as i've said is divided and conquered and i know exactly what i'm doing why i'm doing it and how I am getting there. So hopefully, guys, this has inspired you. And you know, it's not necessarily for you to quit the booze as well. Maybe try it. Try it and see how uh, it does impact you. Little disclaimer here: Lauren has never influenced me here at all, ever. You know, she's never criticised me. She's never said, "Oh, you should do this," or "You know, you should do that." She's never come from that position as a non-alcohol drinker. Um, so I just wanted to put that disclaimer in there that there's been no uh, influence from Lauren at all. If anything, it's been a subconscious um, positive influence, but it's not been by her um, shoving her beliefs and her uh, findings down my throat. Um, you know, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't even disclose it with anyone, discuss it with anyone. I just cracked on and did it. But yeah. Hopefully it's inspired you. Look at where you're at. What can you do to step up your own game? Ask yourself that question. Be honest with yourself. You know, cut through your own bullshit like I've cut through mine. Ask yourself, what can you do to step up your game? What are you choosing right now? What are your actions and your behaviours? What you're choosing right now? And how is this feeding into your goals? How is this feeding into your future? How is it feeding into making you... Um, be that person that you need to be to step into your own power. I really look forward to hearing back from you. Keep in touch, you know, write to us on, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Follow us, write to us and see, you know, share what you're doing. Where are you in your journey? What have been your current situations? What do you need to change? What are you willing to change? What are you committing to? Or share with us any amazing breakthroughs that you've had that have been your game-changer moments. As always, thank you for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, and hopefully just a few of my own insights help you move forward as well. And, um, you know, as we would always recommend you to do and politely ask you to do as well, is share and tag. Bring people into this party. The more people that we can um, access and and get on board the HEW train to success, the better. Um, so leave your comments on socials. If you are listening to this on your smartphone, take a, a, a snapshot, a screenshot, and put it onto your stories and tag us. Um, and leave us a review on the respective po podcast download platform, what you're listening from. Where do, you, where do you extract your podcast from? Leave us a review on that. That would be absolutely awesome. So that's it from me, guys, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Over and out from me. Thank you for listening to the HEW podcast. For continued support, please subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.